Oh, Kuzani. Kuzani, this is indeed an untold story, and uh, that's uh, Smogile Kumalo. An untold story of uh, children who are struggling, suffering in agony um, in the hands of their biological fathers. And uh, this afternoon, I would like to just have this conversation with you, Dad, that you get to reflect on the kind of relationship you you have with your child, or perhaps you, um, as, as a woman, how you are contributing um, to the harm and abuse of your child. And if you do have uh, stories that you would like to share with us as we talk about um, abusive relations uh, and, and uh, reflecting on heartbreaking letters from teens describing uh, their abusive fathers. And uh, Kevin Rata is joining me as founder of uh, Fathers in Africa. Uh, South Africa is observing Child Protection Week and uh, it has come to an end today. And I'm, I mean, the question begs... Uh, what what contribution, uh, what change has been made uh, through this particular campaign? Have you perhaps reflected on the kind of father you are? Um, have you re- reflected on how we harm children as a society? Now, essays uh, were submitted to Fathers Africa Writing competition, competition, and the topic was, what does your father mean to you? Heartbreaking stories. And I have to just uh, select this one as we invite you to send us your stories. My father is not the kind of dad that I'm proud to have in my life. My father means nothing. He is abusive and aggressive to his children, she said. He has abused me physically and emotionally, saying bad things about me in front of my friends. Even now, he's never changed, and I will never forgive him for that. Um... Kevin. Yeah, very heartbreaking uh, stuff. And the thing is, um, these, these are the voices of our children. These are our children speaking from the heart. We run this essay contest every year and we get heartbreaking stories of abusive fathers. There's only two things really you can do as a father. One is to build your children up and mm. the other is to break them down. And unfortunately, we have too many fathers breaking children down and they grow up angry and that's another generation that we have to heal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think what worries me is um, we have this generation of uh, heartbroken children who are going to grow up and become abusers themselves. That's exactly it. Where where does that anger go? And the thing is, especially young boys, when we when we socialize young boys and they have all that anger inside of them, what they learn. Um, to get rid of that anger, they learn to get rid of the anger through violence, mm, and mm. so we and we live in such a violent society, and we have violence perpetuated by our fathers. Our fathers are beating our children. I'm a firm believer um, that we shouldn't be hitting our children. Yeah, when, when you hit, you you taking away the responsibility of conversing. Absolutely, it is a, a, in a way a sign of weakness that you don't know how to parent, yep. you don't know how to talk to your child, and therefore, one hundred percent right. Yeah, there are so many better ways to discipline children. Um, And if we have time today, we can talk about sort of the biblical aspect because there are a lot of people that believe that the Bible instructs us to to beat our children, which is simply not true. Yeah, spare the rot and spoil the child um, grammar, but it's unlawful in this country. Not only that, it's a misinterpretation of what the book of Proverbs is about. It's... um, 
Well, you just got to look at how Solomon's children or Rehoboam turned out. I mean, the, the Israelis rebelled against him because he was such a, uh, you know, retrobate king. Um, so if those are words of wisdom from Solomon that we should be beating our children and that's yeah. how his son turned out, then, you know, it obviously but, didn't work. Then and we why should, do it? And yeah. the Bible is there for us to learn from the mistakes that were, that we don't repeat the same mistakes. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, even uh, talking about polygamy, um, there's a definition culturally on yes. how you can engage in polygamy. Yeah. Now, when I look at some of these letters, uh, this is heartbreaking. And I don't believe that there's a human being who would wake up and, and set out to just harm for the sake of harming. Mm. Do some of these fathers know um, any different? Because it's possible that they may be coming from a, an abusive environment themselves. Mm. They don't know any better. Yeah, I mean, you know, there have there, been a lot of interesting studies done around why, why men... Uh, you know, prone to, viol to violence and why men beat women, why men beat children, etc. And in the majority of cases, they were absent fathers themselves in there. So they were brought up without an involved father. Mm -hmm. And also they were often beaten. If there were, um, if there was a father uh, in the household, that father would be physically abusive towards them. So sure. it is a cycle of abuse and we need to in some way listen to what our children are saying to us mm. and we need to change it through programs and so on we you know we have interesting programs that are, are, are have been designed to deal with these exact problems and once a, a father um, has actually recognized that uh, what he does uh, is abusive towards the child mm. what sort of help is available and what does it entail so it's, it's really a reconstruction it's what i call an unlearning process so we, we as human beings, when we learn things, we are conditioned and we learn things because of our circumstances or we learn things from books or teachers or, or through mentors, people who have been involved in our lives. If you have a toxic mentor, if you learn things um, that, are, that lead to violence, the only way to undo that is to re-socialize your thinking and, and mm. unlearn what you've learned in the past and relearn something that's positive. And you do, th you do that through exposure to programs that are positive and, sure. and talks and so on that are positive and discussion. Um, so, you know, our men's groups, um, programs in schools and so on, these are very, very important. We shouldn't just stop like perhaps we've you know, gone through this Child Protection Week now with a lot of talking. We need, we need to, to continue from the dialogue into programmable action, and it has to be something that is actionable. All right, uh, we're taking your calls, um, inviting you to join in the conversation as we ask a simple question that uh, you make reference to the relationship you have with your father. And uh, we're doing this um, because we're closing Child Protection Weekend. Some fathers uh, don't know any better and uh, they ill-treat their children. And an essay um, was conducted and uh, these letters were sent. The essay was conducted by Half Post and uh, fathers in Africa uh, had to uh, underwrite some of uh, the letters that were sent through and heartbreaking, I must say. And we joined in studio by Kevin Ratter, who is a founder of uh, Fathers in Africa. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. And we also invite you to send us uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Or you can uh, join us on uh, SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook, 
and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live. And we also welcome uh, some of your SMSs, 40938, charged at 150. And uh, there's uh, an SMS from KK. We really appreciate your participating uh, throughout the shows. K says, now we know why young men become abusive and young women have uh, daily issues in their relationships. Mm. This is sad. Yeah, uh, I mean, l- l- let's just go back to that anger issue. Why why boys become abusive? Yeah. Um, this is what, what one 15-year-old boy wrote. In the last 15 years of my life, anger has been the only emotion that I have felt. Anger at him, his words, the bruises he created and the people he broke. I was angry all the time when I slept, when the nightmares came, and when I woke up and I realized the nightmares were real and I saw his face as he perched on his throne made of mm, terror. Mm, mm, mm. And and this child is writing about the biological father. The biological father. You brought me onto this earth, and this is how you treat me. Somebody that puts terror into his life. Somebody that he's that he has nightmares about. And as he walks away, how is he expected to have a different narrative in how human beings, fellow human beings, are treated? Yeah. And how does he deal with that anger internally? And and emotionally, what sort of a human being who's exposed to so much anger and violence, what sort of a human being do they become? Yeah, you know, Chris, I'm not a psychologist, but I, 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 know, the, I know the narrative. I know how it turns out. And yeah. the thing is, when I work with boys in schools and I ask them to, I ask boys around this age group to write down the one emotion that they feel, if they had to describe themselves in one emotion, 90% of the boys that I deal with at school level write down anger. Mm, and mm, and mm. you know when we when we start um, uh, f- sort of uh, socializing our young boys when they're very young we teach them not to cry not to share their feelings and emotions the only emotion that they're taught to express is the emotion of anger and the way they're taught to express that is through violent behavior they're taught to get rid of the anger by punching and oh, even gosh. if it's an inanimate object that they punch a door or whatever it soon translates into you know playground fights um, and then feeling that this release comes through through violence, so, especially so, on people that are weaker than themselves. And and this is a learned behavior a learned because behavior. you you've seen um, this abuse in in your environment as a child. How do we then unlearn it? And um, because I believe that uh, you know whoever is listening to this program right now and they are an abusive father and would like to change this, or perhaps a. a Women who's raising children who are exposed to this kind of violence, what role do they play in ensuring that uh, children feel safer? Yeah, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a mother and there's this kind of violence going on in the household, you need to remove your child from that. You need to stop that exposure to that violence for mm-hmm. a start. Um, you know, when you, when you read the positive aspects of some of these children writing, you know, one, one young boy says, when I count my blessings, I count my dad twice. Wow. Which is fantastic. So there is this yeah. positive relationship that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, there are a number of ways we can do this. Number one is through talk shows like this where we can, we can, we can show that positive relating to the negative. So sure. what kind of positive effects biological fathers can have on their children. And then this, this negative stereotype of what abusive fathers do. Yeah. So talking is very important. But secondly – the unlearning process or the re-socialization, it needs to start. Unfortunately, we've, we've lost that generation of fathers. It's very, very difficult to change men who are abusive. Um, mm. And, and we, we know that even when we counsel women in gender-based violence issues, and the woman will go back to that relationship believing because he's promised he'll never do it again, yeah. but he does it again because it's, it's something that, he, that is instilled in him. We need to be working with, with young boys 
and, and young teenagers to re-socialize the way that they perceive their masculinity and the way that they become men mm. um, and, and talk to them about the softer side of manhood, the, the, the gentle, loving, caring, um, putting your daughter's hair up in braids and mm -hmm. spending time changing nappies when they're young, forming that bond. And, and that bond becomes so powerful over time. I have two daughters and I have, a, I have up and down relationships with them. I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a perfect father, but generally the relationship is very positive um, and we can spend time together um, having fun, you know. So Going, yeah. going back to some of the letters, um, he treats me like somebody else, not his daughter. My father doesn't have love for me, and that I know for sure. I wish my father was loving, not violent. A man who beats his wife is nothing, mm. in my view. Mm. And, and how does this then impact on uh, the young girl as they grow up? Because it's interesting. I don't know if there's any research that speaks to this kind of exposure that... Uh, in our mess, and I'm sure you've heard this um, previously, Kevin, where a, a young girl would say, he beats me up because he loves me. Yeah. Um, and often that's, uh, women who are in abusive relationships say the same thing. Mm. Well, they blame it on themselves. So yeah. it becomes a self-blame thing. Fault. I did something wrong. It's my fault. I mm. wasn't the kind of wife that I should have been. Mm. So therefore, I deserved a beating. Um, and that translates directly into self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And we know, again, from social science that a young girl's self-esteem, she gets most of her self-esteem from her father. If her father builds her up and makes her feel good and believes in her and trusts her and, and, and builds her character, mm -hmm. she, she becomes a healthy individual. Um, if the father's continually breaking down, breaking her down, she will mm -hmm. grow up into a woman that doesn't have that self-esteem and will always look down on herself. So she will, she will believe that she is the, she is the cause of a relationship gone wrong. All right, uh, we're taking your calls, your messages. Um, 0891-104-207 is the number to dial. You can also WhatsApp uh, voice note us on 0614-104-107. SAFM time, um, Lifetime Live. And uh, this is uh, on SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and Facebook. And also taking your SMSs at 40938, charged at 150. What about mothers? I know of a mother who um, will take of her stiletto in, in, in shopping centers when her four to six-year-old uh, misbehave, uh, hit them uh, black and blue with the heel. Look, we in, in starting this conversation, I don't remember or recall anywhere where we said mothers don't do this. The no. conversation is about fathers. Yeah. Um, uh, mothers will definitely will deal with them too. Right now, we're talking about letters, like horrific uh, heartbreaking letters of teenagers mm. describing how abusive their fathers are. Mm. And, and that's the conversation today. Kevin Ratter, sure. um, founder of uh, Fathers in Africa, is my guest in studio. Now, how do we then create those safe environments that when a child speaks up about the abuse in their home, um, that, you know, they feel safe, that it's, it's okay to talk about it. Uh, one of the letters that we received is a person who says, in my um, village, you dare talk about your father as an abusive uh, human being. You'd be beaten up. Mm. Yeah, there's too much There's too much of this closed circle it. thing. You know, we don't talk about it. We want to handle it within the family. Yeah. You know, so let's keep it within the family. And, and, and that leads to... 
Yeah, you know, if if you have somebody in the family that you know is a criminal for whatever reason or you know is being abusive, um, that person will continue to get away with it as long as you keep covering it up. We need to create a culture of being able to speak out yeah. um, against this kind of thing. And again, you know, if we, when you contrast what some other children say, uh, Nokulunga writes, I love him because he loves and embraces my mother. Mm. And that relationship that she sees between father and mother is so important to her. Now, you can imagine how she grows up seeing a man loving her mother. And I always say that even in separated situations where you have split up for whatever reason, that relationship sure. between you and the child's mother has got nothing to do with the child. Sure. You still show respect and you still speak highly of her mother, irrespective of your relationship with her and, and the breakup in it. Because that, the breakup, the break in communication is between you and the father, yes, not the child. Exactly. The child must never be made to suffer because of that. Exactly. And you can see the appreciation from this young girl speaking about how she really, really uh, values that relationship yeah. that he has with, his, with her mom. Because it is possible. And we are going to have a conversation with loving dads as well um, yes. in another conversation because we would not want um, to paint a picture that uh, there's only loveless uh, fatherhood relations out there. Uh, we are going to be celebrating uh, loving fathers Excellent. within the month of June. Uh, but today, just reflecting on some of these letters that are written by um, teenagers about their father. A schoolgirl from Soshanguve wrote about um, how she needed a dad, not just a father. Every time I talk to him, he res uh, responds, his response is um, grenade blowing my emotions out of proportion mm. like that's so violent and vile very very violent and that's a beautiful story that story because that young girl that wrote that was one of our finalists in the year that she wrote it wasn't this year; it was a previous year mm. and and she now calls me daddy by the way yeah. <laughs> so but we have a beautiful relationship yes exactly and so it was her birthday yesterday and um and uh What's her name? she calls me daddy best What's her, name? her name is Rochelle Makubela. Rochelle Makubela. Happy belated birthday, <laughs> baby. All right, uh, let's take the news headlines uh, with Usile Sak. When we return, taking your calls, your WhatsApp voice notes, and your SMSs at 40938. Charged it. At SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. Right, uh, he's not waiting for my finger, but it's fine. We're sorry about that, Kevin. Um, yeah, it, it, it is uh, Lifetime Live with me, Chrisalda Dudumashe. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we continue with the conversations. And uh, right now, focusing on your messages, your WhatsApp uh, voice notes. And uh, WhatsApp voice notes, you can send it on 0614-104-107. Okay, it seems like uh, the system is uh, robotic, I guess, <laughs> in the spirit of paper. All right, uh, here's the voice uh, note. From Bugana village under the area of Malamlele. Uh, I grew up in a very big family, so my father treated us differently. So, but now I saw that he was unfair. Because uh, somewhere, somehow, if you have done something wrong uh, in the family, and then he will beat you so strong, unlike when he beats uh, your younger brothers or your older brothers. So currently, uh, he grew up 
I see that uh, he was doing something very wrong previously. Even himself, he see that he did something very wrong when it he treats uh, his or or children. So now he's the very responsible father. He don't want to hear any more about unfairly treatment of children. Thank you. And I guess uh, we all have a role to play um, and in all of us just recognizing uh, what it is that we can do to make it better uh, for our children. Kevin Rutter is uh, my uh, guest in studio as founder of uh, Fathers in Africa. Let's see some of your tweets and uh, we also welcome your calls on 0891-104207 as uh, we reflect on abusive fathers and uh, we do this uh, because uh, Fathers Africa received a very heartbreaking um, heartbreaking letters from teens who are reflecting on how abusive their fathers are and they equally received uh, you know letters that uh, were talking about how loving their dads are um, but what was alarming for us as we conclude um, child protection week are the ones who are just yearning for their dads to change or fathers uh, to change because you earn being a dad uh, some of the tweets Alita uh, is saying men play such an important role in conversation um, in, in, in conversations about violence against women and children, in particular fathers and the impact they have on their children. Both sons and daughters are significantly uh, impacted by the men and the, um, uh, their fathers choose to be. Indeed, Bongam um, Bogaz is saying, I just hope uh, those abusive dads are listening to the show. I just hope those useless lots of... <laughs> tuning in all right i i yeah I, I i really i get your anger and um there's an, an sms saying this discussion is misleading especially when led by white men please explain what you mean by that I would, I would like to engage you i would like to know what you mean exactly by that can you please focus on ways children from abuse backgrounds can build themselves up and recover from a victim mentality um that's monagedi in limbobo so when you come from that um, abusive environment, in order for you to change the narrative, what do we do, Kevin? Um, you re-socialize on your program and you you spend time with young boys um, uh, talking about masculinity, talking about gender-based violence, talking about feminism, talking about issues that... Um, so you, the abused father, you reach out to children who have been abused and help them change the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think because you've got a story to tell, uh, because you've lived the experience, Yeah. Um, you know, an important part of mentorship is being able to not basically stand on a pedestal and say, this is the way you should do things. Yeah. Um, especially the younger generation, our millennials, they, they look to people with experience to be able to tell their story to them. They, they don't um, automatically respect for mm. no reason. If you say respect your elders, they will ask why. And if you tell a story and you're able to live in their shoes, in, in, in effect, become empathetic towards the situation they're in, then they will listen to you much easier. So there's definitely a role for those men to play.
All right, uh, continuing taking uh, your contributions uh, to this topic as we look at uh, the role that fathers can play, uh, reflecting on heartbreaking letters from teens describing abusive fathers and inviting you to share your experiences, share your stories. Uh, we do have uh, a WhatsApp voice note and encourage you to do the same on 0614-104-107 and also taking your calls on 0891-104-207, uh, 0891 207 is the number to dial or you can sms us on 40938 sms is charged at 150 kevin writer is uh, my guest let's uh, go on to voice notes every Saturday, uh, afternoon and your guest day right? yo this is such a yo it's a topic now nah, i i i'm a person who enjoys solving problems eh? so one of my friends just a girl came to me and tell me that telling me that her dad how how her dad treats her that this started long time ago that when 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 her dad goes to work in the morning she he used to hug her kiss her like as her like he started he started seeing her father changing like react reacting otherwise to her like in in in, in such a way that one when 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 you view with alongside there you see that that this this is a, a a husband and a wife then surprisingly her mother was still there but that 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 the, this this friend of mine just took it like ah man it's my father is just teaching me that way because you know you've been seeing it on the tv like when 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 fathers teaching their their daughters and sons and this whole little thing then he end up she end up sleeping with his with his with his with his with her father because you know that thing he she just thought her father was playing was was not playing actually he just thought her father was 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 treating her like her daughter like it's, it's quite it's quite it's quite not good with some of the fathers out there Every cell that, uh, that that's quite disturbing that that's quite disturbing and heartbreaking um because some of the stories uh, when you are a broken father it's very easy to blur the lines and and end up you know not differentiating mm. on the role that the father can play yeah you know that really boils down to another aspect of masculinity that we we talk about with young boys and that's the issue of objectification you know we taught yeah. from a young age that women are objects particularly sexual objects mm-hmm. and when that translates you know when when you're a father who's been brought up like that and you start mm-hmm. viewing your daughter as a sexual object you know that's yeah. very disturbing but it's a socialization process that happens to many many of our young boys yeah. And I guess uh, we welcome uh, more and more people just saying, uh, not in my name. And that's what Nkunziga Shenge is saying. Chalwando uh, Velem saying, Happy Monday, guys. I'm enjoying your show um, today in PEA Woma. Bongam Bogaz is saying, well, we did uh, talk about, I hope uh, the abusive fathers are listening to this. Nozam uh, Kelo on Twitter saying, it's very disturbing and disappointing that a parent would lay a hand on a very same person that they swore to protect upon birth yeah. it's rather inhumane yeah Chrisalda, just to address the not in my name campaign quickly um i have quite a controversial view about this i i, I believe that we should as men accept the men are trash hashtag for yeah. a start because it's the same thing as me owning my white privilege as an example i need to first say yes i 
own my white privilege and then I work from there in terms of how I work out that white privilege yeah. and how I discuss and talk. So the same with men. Start with I'm trash first, okay, mm-hmm. because there's, a, there's trashiness in all of us as men. And we need to then say, okay, fine. So don't just be defensive and say not in my name or not. I'm not one of those trashy men. Don't be mm-hmm. defensive. Own, own it first. Say, listen, sure. guys, how can I work within myself to yeah. become a better man? And then start talking about the – so embrace the me too. Embrace the men are trash. Um, and, and then take that as your position, your starting position, before actually moving on to the defensive. That there's also a notion that uh, that which you name it, so it is. Yeah. So, so what do you say to people who are saying as you trash them, um, trash stinks? Yeah, sure. But just become recyclable. <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> Using that analogy. <laughs> Where do we find uh, Fathers Africa? So the website is fathers.co.za. Nice and easy. And my, my contact details are on there. So if anybody wants to get hold of hold of me on there, um, they're, they're welcome. So what's going to happen with these stories? What happens with these children? <clears throat> So at the moment, there, there's a survey being done on the state of fathers in South Africa, mm-hmm. done by Sonke, and there will be some of those discussion around the essays in that survey, which is quite nice. But the, this is also publishable material, and I'm busy working on actually publishing it at some point in time, either in book form or through some research paper. Yeah. Um, so it will be – because I have literally thousands of essays, and there is another contest on the go this year. So after this year, we'll probably look at how we're going to – take um uh, you know particularly the excerpts from these essays so sure. we won't publish all the essays in totality because it's yeah. too much but perhaps classified into different areas abusive fathers loving fathers and yeah, so on yeah. and then take excerpts from the essays it's important that we balance the narrative definitely thank you thank you very much that's uh, kevin ratter who is founder of fathers in africa and i guess uh, to all those uh, loving caring and responsible daddies fathers out there uh, here's a uh, blessed by Jill Scott.